It's April the 9th. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to this year-long journey. We got on the Bible bus on January the 1st, and we've been riding the Bible bus ever since January, February, March. Here we are, April chapter, April the 9th, and we have come to the last half of the wonderful book of Ruth. And by God's grace, we're going to stay on the Bible bus all the way to the end of the book of Revelation. Now, Marlene is going to be back with us in just a moment, but let me say this. If you'd like to help us out, here are two good ways you could do it. Number one, if you would like this video. Friends, Marlene did yesterday. She's doing it again today. That's one way I know you could help us out. Just click on the like button on Facebook, on YouTube, on Rumble. And I don't know all the mechanics of it, but in that algorithm inside those big computers, the more likes you have on the video, the higher up it is boosted and the more people who will see it. So that's one way you can help us like these videos. The second way is to subscribe to the Keep Believing Rumble channel or to the Keep Believing YouTube channel. The more subscribers to any channel, uh, the more people see it and they boost it up in the algorithms and, the, and those videos are seen by people around the world. So thank you in advance for liking these videos and for subscribing. Well, Marlene did a wonderful job yesterday. She's going to come back now. And she's going to read for us Ruth chapters three and four. So, sweetheart, come on back. It's all yours. Ruth chapter three. One day, Naomi said to Ruth, my daughter, it's time that I found a permanent home for you so that you will be provided for. Boaz is a close relative of ours, and he's been very kind by letting you gather grain with his young women. Tonight he will be winnowing barley at the threshing floor. Now do as I tell you. Take a bath and put on perfume and dress in your nicest clothes. Then go to the threshing floor, but don't let Boaz see you until he has finished eating and drinking. Be sure to notice where he lies down. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down there. He will tell you what to do. I will do everything you say, Ruth replied. So she went down to the threshing floor that night and followed the instructions of her mother-in-law. After Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he lay down at the far end of the pile of grain and went to sleep. Then Ruth came quietly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. Around midnight, Boaz suddenly woke up and turned over. He was surprised to find a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? he asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she replied. Spread the corner of your covering over me, for you are my family redeemer. The Lord bless you, my daughter, Boaz exclaimed. You are showing even more family loyalty now than you did before, for you have not gone after a younger man, whether rich or poor. Now don't worry about a thing, my daughter. I will do what is necessary, for everyone in town knows you are a virtuous woman. But while it's true that I am one of your family redeemers, there is another man who is more closely, closely related to you than I. Stay here tonight, and in the morning I will talk to him. If he's willing to redeem you, very well. Let him marry you. But if he is not willing, then as surely as the Lord lives, I will redeem you myself. Now lie down there until morning." 
So Ruth lay at Boaz's feet until morning, but she got up before it was light enough for people to recognize each other. For Boaz had said, No one must know that a woman was here at the threshing floor. Then Boaz said to her, Bring your cloak and spread it out. He measured six scoops of barley into the cloak and placed it on her back. Then he returned to town. When Ruth went back to her mother-in-law, Naomi, she asked, What happened, my daughter? Ruth told Naomi everything Boaz had done for her, and she added, He gave me these six scoops of barley and said, Don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Then Naomi said to her, Just be patient, my daughter, until we hear what happens. The man won't rest until he has settled things today. Ruth Chapter 4 Boaz went to the town gate and took a seat there. Just then, the family redeemer he had mentioned came by. So Boaz called out to him, Come over here and sit down, friend. I want to talk to you. So they sat down together. Then Boaz called ten leaders from the town and asked them to sit as witnesses. And Boaz said to the family redeemer, You know Naomi, who came back from Moab. She is selling the land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. I thought I should speak to you about it so that you can redeem it if you wish. If you want the land, then buy it here in the presence of these witnesses. But if you don't want it, let me know right away because I am next in line to redeem it after you. The man replied, All right, I'll redeem it. Then Boaz told him, Of course, your purchase of the land from Naomi also requires that you marry Ruth, the Moabite widow. That way she can have children who will carry on her husband's name and keep the land in the family. Then I can't redeem it, Valerie Redeemer replied, because this might endanger my own estate. You redeem the land. I cannot do it. Now in those days it was the custom in Israel for anyone transferring right of purchase to remove his sandal and hand it to the other party. This publicly validated the transaction. So the other family redeemer drew off his sandal as he said to Boaz, You buy the land. Then Boaz said to the elders and to the crowd standing around, You are witnesses that today I have bought from Naomi all the property of Elimelech, Kilion, and Malon. And with the land I have acquired Ruth, the Moabite widow of Malon, to be my wife. This way she can have a son to carry on the family name of her dead husband and to inherit the family property here in his hometown. You are all witnesses today. Then the elders and all the people standing in the gate replied, We are witnesses. May the Lord make this woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, from whom all the nation of Israel descended. May you prosper in Ephrathah, and be famous in Bethlehem. And may the Lord give you descendants by this young woman, who will be like those of our ancestor Perez, the son of Tamar and Judah. So Boaz took Ruth into his home, and she became his wife. When he slept with her, the Lord enabled her to become pregnant, and she gave birth to a son. Then the women of the town said to Naomi, Praise the Lord, who has now provided a redeemer for your family. May this child be famous in Israel. May he restore your youth and care for you in your old age. For he is the son of your daughter-in-law who loves you 
and has been better to you than seven sons. Naomi took the baby and cuddled him to her breast, and she cared for him as if he were her own. The neighbor women said, Now at last Naomi has a son again, and they named him Obed. He became the father of Jesse and the grandfather of David. This is the genealogical record of their ancestor Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Aminadab. Aminadab was the father of Nashon. Nashon was the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz. Boaz was the father of Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of David. Hey, wasn't that fantastic? I mean, you you read the book of Ruth, and on one level, it's a story about God's hospitality to foreigners. Ruth was a Moabite woman, and the Moabites weren't permitted in to worship the Lord at the tabernacle or in the temple, but God made a way. So on one level, the story about the kindness of God. On another level, it's a story about the providence of God. Certainly on another level, it's a great romantic love story uh, that Ruth there uncovering Boaz's feet in the threshing foot. Come on, folks. This is this is a fantastic story. And then you read the part Marlene was reading to us, uh, Ruth chapter 4, about the shoe and, and all of that. All very interesting. But did you notice at the end of the book of Ruth, you get this genealogy. Hmm. The genealogy ends with David. David, Ruth has been brought into the line of the promise. Ruth becomes a direct ancestor of David, greatest king Israel ever had. And David, of course, points far, far, far ahead into the future when there would come the ultimate son of David. How does the New Testament begin? Matthew chapter 1, book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, son of what? Son of David, son of Abraham. And, and so what we're learning in the book of Ruth, the, the, the kindness of God, the providence of God, and the sovereignty of God, and how God brings together this, this romantic love story, but then you get to the end in this genealogy, we're supposed to think Ruth, David, Matthew, God's in charge of all of it. I think, I think of it this way. We serve, friends, a transgenerational God, a God whose purposes span not just the years, but the generations and the centuries. And so one generation sees one part of it, and another generation sees another, and yet another generation far off into the distance sees yet another one. So we should be greatly encouraged today as we read this. Psalm 100, verse 5, I was thinking about it, connection with this book. For the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever, and his faithfulness, well, most, most of the translations say to every generation, but it's literally in the Hebrew from one generation to another. That's why you got Perez in there, and you got Hezron in there, and you got Nashon in there, and Aminadab in there, and, and you get Salmon in there, and, and, and Obed, and Jesse, and you finally get down David, and you go to the New Testament, and it, it ends up in Jesus Christ himself. We serve a transgenerational God. He knows what he's doing. He's accomplishing his purposes yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forever. We 
can trust him. That's good news. Folks, I, I was going to say go out and have a great day, but I do want to say this. Marlene has read the, the book of Ruth for us now. This is April, May, June, July. Come back. Stay with us. Early in August, Marlene's going to come back and she's going to read the amazing book of Esther for us. So we're going to look forward to that. We can trust the Lord. You can trust him today. In that confidence, friends, go out and have a wonderful day. Come back tomorrow. We'll do this again.